So a question that keeps coming up is, hey, Manny, how do I approach a recruiter or stand out to a recruiter when they're talking to hundreds of people at a career fair? That's what we're going to talk about today. So I've been asked several times around, hey, how do I make myself uh, be highlighted or do I separate myself when I go talk to a recruiter? So before I get into that, I kind of want to have a short discussion around highlighting or talking about how this recruiting process happens and what exactly those teams uh, are, how they're form, uh, formed. And of course, I'm going to be speaking in general, right? So chances are uh, the, that you're going to a large national convention. More than likely, you're going to be talking to uh, large companies. And why do I say large companies? Because the money that it costs to sponsor say a ship or a nesby or a suite it's it's not it's it's a lot of money and so the chances that a small firm or a small uh, or more of a a, uh, a family-owned business or something on that side of the spectrum the chances that they are able to fork out the money to sponsor one of these events to go look for one or two candidates that might not be the case right uh, so you're definitely more in in line with uh, what you're going to see, excuse me, in these lines are a bunch of bigger companies that might have several hundreds or more than likely several thousand employees, right? The Exxon Mobiles of the world, the Coca-Cola's of the world, JP Morgan's, Boeing, et cetera, right? Those are companies that have global footprints which large departments and offices across the world and the country. And so they can afford to go to all these events. So now you talk about the teams that are formulated to go, right? And and with something like either when they're going to a campus career fair or they're going to a national convention, uh, those companies uh, choose people, hopefully alumni, or people that might be associated with our particular group. Not all of them, not all the time, but it makes sense that if there's going to be some sort of connection with the recruit, that they have some sort of connection or affiliation with the organization or the school that they're going to go uh, represent the company, right? So if you make, if you're thinking through the makeup of the teams, Part of your question should figure out whether or not they have affiliation with the school that you're at or with the uh, career fair that you're at. And some of that information might be available as part of the sponsorship material, like the pre-conference stuff or the uh, the posting that they might put on a website before these companies are, arrive on site. So why am I putting this in your head is because I want you to think about where, what other kind of connections you can make uh, aside from hey, I'm an engineer or a business person or whatever whatever uh, skill set or um, work that you're trying to, or position that you're trying to get, right? So now let's talk about, right, the, the day of the actual career fair. Those career fairs are going to last several hours. You're going to have a team. In some cases, you're going to have multiple recruiters that are there representing their company. So you got to think through... What is the makeup possibly of the folks that I'm going to be talking to? In some cases, it may be that this is the beginning of a longer process. And that's probably the case where the recruiters are there on site at a campus or at a, at a convention to identify some talent. But then they got to 
recommend those people to a specific department or a, st- a specific location or a specific, you know, part of the world, etc. So it's just the first stage. So you may get a, 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 for example, if you're trying to apply for a mechanical engineering job, chances are you might talk to someone who's a mechanical engineer, but there's also a possibility that you're talking to some other engineering discipline, or you may be talking to a an HR representative who understands the company and who understands the business that they're representing, but might not be as technologically inclined as you might be, right? Again, why is the mix of people important? Because you need to be thinking through how you tailor your message depending on who's going to be there. So at these career fairs, at these college campuses, it's not uncommon for there to be info sessions. It's not uncommon for them to do meet and greets or something before the actual day of the career fair where you can investigate the makeup of the team that's there. So if you're thinking about it correctly and you're trying to, again, find out, hey, do I have a school affiliation or an organization affiliation or do I am I going to be speaking to an HR representative or to some engineers? You can meet these teams in some in some other environment other than the career fair beforehand. And the way these conventions and college campus visits are made, they're 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 made with the with networking events in mind, whether like I said, info session or they have these hospitality suites or meet and greets or info tables. Or even the workshops that those companies are presenting give you an opportunity to ask the question, hey, will you be interviewing or be part of the recruiters that are going to be screening candidates at the career fair later on uh, this week or later on in this event? So now let's kind of pause there and I want to switch gears to how do I package my story? And so before I get into that, uh, I want to kind of talk about what you shouldn't do. So if your plan involves, look, I'm going to go up to a recruiter and I'm just going to find out what, you know, ask them, hey, are you guys looking for interns and full-time employees or or full-time people? I have had, it it blows my mind how many times I have a student walk up and they, that's what they ask me. Are you, are you looking for interns or are you looking for full-time? And chances are, if I'm there, I'm looking for both. And with you asking such broad of a question, you leave yourself open to one of two things. Either you get a short answer that's like, duh, buddy, that's why I'm here. Or you open up the stage for that person to start just talking and giving you the company spiel, right? Not because they're trying to bore you, but because sometimes folks are so proud of where they work at and and you gave them an open door to just talk about their company and you never once talk about yourself. And if you're sitting there listening to all that, and I suppose if your plan was to get information like that, like you don't know who this company is, I I guess that works for you in that situation. But the chances are that if you are in in a career fair, you're probably there not just gathering information that you could have gotten on a website. More than likely, you're trying to find placement within a uh, particular company in one of these positions. The other mistake that I see people do is like jump right in very aggressive and say, can you know, here's my resume or can I show you my resume? I think there has to be some sort of introduction and you have to be mindful and and just respectful of the fact that, hey, the recruiter is a person. They're there. If if chances are you're going to be standing in the line and unless you're the first one, even if you are the first one in line, you are the first of 
hundreds that that person might see. And if you're not the first one and you've been standing in line for an hour, so has that recruiter talking to people after person, after person, after person. So you should have a an appreciation for the time that they're spending there. And I know someone could argue and say, well, that's their job. Yeah, that's true. But being appreciated for the work that someone's doing or being acknowledged for the fact that they're there goes a long way. So a simple, very thoughtful and genuine introduction that says, you know, hey, first of all, I want to thank you for being here today. I realize you have a long day ahead of you. And then jump into something, even a, a simple statement like that before you jumped into the in what you want, it goes a long way to making an impact. And then you can start off, right? Start talking about who you are. My name's Manny De La Cruz. I'm currently going to the University of Texas, San Antonio. I'm a junior. I am pursuing a mechanical engineering degree and I'm expected to graduate uh, in, in 2022, right? And you could say my current GPA is, and I've been looking and researching your company and I, there's a, I saw a bunch of great information and I think that what I'm trying to accomplish as a professional and what your company offers, I think there's a match and I would love the opportunity to talk about that further. Right. So it's just a very so in that type of statement, it only took me a few seconds, but you already can drop in there the important parts where you're going, the degree that you're pursuing, the GPA that you have. You kind of start start dropping hints that you've done some research about their company and that you have an idea of what it is that you want and why you think there's a there's a matching. Right. And if I and when I hear candidates that approach it in some way, shape or form like this, it kind of piques my attention. It's like, okay, great. Now, I'm not starting from scratch. This person has obviously has a plan. They've thought about it and they have some idea of what they think they want to do in the company. Now, at that point, I'm not expecting them to be 100 percent correct. Never once to, and typically a, a recruiter doesn't expect you to know a hundred percent of what happens in their company. They just want to know that you gave a good, honest, thorough effort into finding out what's available and what it means to work for them. Right and at that point, the recruiter and me, if you get to an interview later, that's where you start clarifying the details. Right. So if you get into that sort of information or you just lay out the basics instead of just asking a, 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 an open ended question, I have people that say, hey, so how are you doing today? Or, hey, you know, you guys have a busy day today or they state some comments that they're trying to break the ice and they're very uh again, the recruiter knows why they're there. Eventually, you're going to get to the resume. So just don't spin your wheels by asking unnecessary questions and then just open up respectfully with the basics of your story. And so that allows then that recruiter to start asking some probing questions, right? Either they ask you for for a resume. Well, do you have a resume I could see? Or they ask you, they say, oh, really? And I start asking you some questions. And the next item on your list should be, how do I get that resume in their hands? Right. And that, and since you've opened up that way, you say, hey, I do have a resume for, uh, for you to to uh, to look at. Don't ask. Can I give it to you? Just hand it, hand it to them. If they're not taking resumes, they'll tell you, they'll say, if don't try and make that decision for them. Your goal should be, hey, here's my resume that I would like to discuss with you. Not, hey, can I show you my resume or do you mind looking at my resume or be assertive? And understand and feel confident with the fact that you have the skills that uh, that that company might be looking for. So when you start going over the resume and when you put it in their hands, 
you need to now help them navigate. Don't just wait there and let them look at it, you know, and and deal with the awkward silence. Try point out the strongest item on that reg on that resume that highlights your skills and that highlights why you think you should you could be a good fit for them. And right, it's a continuation of the conversation of of, what, of your introductions. And you point at that resume and you say, hey, look, so one of the experiences that I have that I'm the most proud of that I really think highlights what I have to offer is this one right here. It's and, and, and whichever it is, whether it's your leadership and you being a president within your organization or whether it's the latest internship that you had in industry or whether it's an undergraduate pro- research program that you have, highlight that for them. Give them an idea of the stuff that you want. And if it's one of several internships, yeah, you call it and then highlight that, right? This is this one that I think is the strongest that highlights what I bring to the table. I've had other experiences that added have added to my skills, but I also enjoy doing some other things, right? And that's where you can, whether it's on your resume or whether you talk about it just on a personal level, you can throw in some of those uh, other things that make you you. I'm really into music or I like, you know, the performing arts or I'm a woodworker or I like to volunteer on the weekends to to help, you know, underprivileged uh, parts of the community, etc. Right. So, again, start off with an introduction or with the greeting, right? Some acknowledgement of, of, of the recruiter that's there. And roll right into your your what I call the elevator pitch, right? You've been working on elevator pitches more than likely. Now is the time for you to to highlight them and say, my name is so-and-so. This is the school that I go to. The degree that I'm pursuing is this. My current GPA is that. I have researched your company based on what I see online or articles that I read or whoever you talk to and connections you made on LinkedIn. Uh, I believe I that I bring and, and offer some skills that will match what you're looking for. And you roll into some, you know, leave it at that point, maybe a pause, see what their reaction is, read the situation. More than likely, they'll, they'll ask you for the resume or they'll or or, or, or there'll be an opening for you to say, uh, here's my resume that I would like for you to look at. This is the. Um, experience that I feel is the strongest that I have and I have others that I would more than anything love to be able to talk to you in an interview today. So I threw out a lot to you and I keep on emphasizing that, hey, you've done, you talk, say that you've done research, say that you know what the skills are. So really it involves a lot of planning on your part before you even get there. Before you even get to the point where your where words are coming out of your mouth, a very thought out plan about what your skills are and what you bring to the table and matching to that particular position, all that self-awareness needs to be surfaced before you're able to successfully do that. So. Folks, I hear folks that like to say, but I'm not confident speaking. And I haven't even talked about confidence at this point. I have on many occasions seen seen folks that lack the confidence to speak, right? They get very nervous to the point of shaking or 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 uh, mumbling or um, stuttering. That was the word that I was looking for. Heck, I do that myself sometimes to that level of nerves. 
but that still have a plan. And they'll tell me, and if that's your situation, those, you know, it's very uh, acceptable and common to say, I apologize. I'm a little bit nervous, of course, today. Uh, you're definitely one of the companies I want to work for. Uh, and then collect yourself and get back into your plan. And I've had folks that are so overcome by emotion that I'm like, okay, look, and if they've already greeted me and they've shown signs that they had some method to their madness that they wanted to do, and they had some plan that's kind of fallen apart, the human in me says, look, relax. Obviously, I I understand that this is a big day for you. It seems like you have a plan of things that you want to talk to me about. Let's just start breaking them down. At that point, I'm more invested in you because of the the attempts that you've made to actually get your story straight before you arrived at the table. On the flip side, if you're just shooting from the cuff or if you're just making it up as you go as an experienced uh, interviewer, an experienced uh, recruiter that has screened hundreds of people, myself and others, it becomes very obvious when somebody doesn't have the plan and they're just throwing it out there, hoping something stick and for whatever reason, believe that that's going to get them an interview. You heard me earlier talk about asking for the interview at the end and saying, I would like to discuss this in an interview today. It's okay to be closing all the time. That's a sales thing about as you're pitching the story or as you're pitching yourself, feel confident enough to make a request or put it out there that you're very interested in interviewing with that company. That's not something that's completely out of bounds, especially if you approach it from a professional and humble manner. In all this, when I start talking about have the confidence, be sure that you know the skills that you bring. I hope you're realizing that there's a certain expectation around not being arrogant, not coming off as cocky, um, but rather just humble and and confident in, in what you bring to the table. So this approach, I think, uh, works. It's it's I've certainly seen folks use it with me. Uh, especially those sophomore and those junior candidates. Uh, those are the ones that are, I would say are some of the the prime candidates for a lot of companies because they have some experience under their belts or they have some uh, a good bit of schooling under their belt at that point, even if it's a year. But uh, it's, it's great for those candidates. And I want to take a minute now and talk about freshmen. So if you're a freshman and you're hearing this and you're saying, I don't have any kind of experience, I don't have any kind of of uh, skills that I know how to talk about. I'm barely getting going. This doesn't apply to me. Well, your strategy is different. As a recruiter, when I look at a freshman, I'm not necessarily looking to place them right away, but I'm looking at the long game. I might be looking to get to know this freshman, find out what they did in high school, figure out whether or not they have potential to be influenced and mentored and almost uh, be, what I'll say, molded, right? And built in for as an ideal candidate for my company. And so as a freshman, you have to be putting yourself out there looking to build these longer term relationships with recruiters, not necessarily trying to land that prestigious internship that another junior, senior, sophomore trying to to do as well. And I keep saying, right, it's it's freshmen and and I keep on, I'm sorry, I keep on saying sophomores as well. So I hope you realize as a freshman is that this, you're able to ride this way for only a couple of semesters. 
where you go out and you meet some recruiter. Say it's you, let's say it's your it's your first semester of college. You just got in. You're going to this to the fall career fair. You have your resume. It has a whole bunch of high school stuff, and you just really want to get out there and meet some companies. And so if you approach a company and say, you know, my again, my name's Manny. I go to I'm I recently started. This is my first semester in college. Uh, I, I certainly understand that I might not compete for some of the positions that you have available, but I wanted to come meet you. I suspect you're a recruiter or even ask them, uh, do you come to this school on a regular basis? Uh, have you, how long have you been coming? Really, it's about I want to get to know you and hopefully build a, a longer term relationship. Right. And I know that, imp and that uh, implies being able to have a huge amount of confidence as a, as a freshman, which might be a unrealistic expectation, but the point's still the same. You should be going to put yourself out there simply to meet recruiters, start getting your feet wet with how to handle this conversation so that when you're a sophomore and a, C and a junior or a senior, you're not late to the game. I love going to to recruiting events and these freshmen come up and say, you know, I'm just a freshman. And I say I end up responding like I love freshmen because I can I can influence and I can mold and, and teach and talk to because at that stage they're extremely hungry and they haven't built habits or they haven't, you know, gotten sucked in by the negativity of some of their peers. And I'm sorry, I don't know how else to say it, but that's that's the truth where sometimes there's some. Folks that might be a little bit upset with the company because they haven't been able to get in or they haven't uh, uh, had much success. And so misery loves company. And sometimes those freshmen are stained by just seeing some of these uh, or, or latching on to some of these upperclassmen that don't necessarily have a, a good influence or a good story to share. And I feel I'm going off on a tangent there. Maybe that's a dad in me coming off as a, as a little bit of a parent. And I apologize for that. But the point I wanted to make with this uh, part of the podcast is to say, freshmen, you're not excluded from this exercise. Get in there, go to a career fair, talk to every single recruiter that you can with the intent of making a long-term relationship. Well, that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed. Again, uh, planning is key. Please reach out to me on LinkedIn, connect, uh, ask me some follow-up questions. For those of you that have already reached out that we've spent, I've, I've had the, the privilege of talking to some of these uh, folks that have reached out for about an hour apiece, and it's awesome to be able to get into the details of your story and really help you with what you have going on. So thank you for those that have reached out. It's as much enriching for, for me as I hope that it is for you. For those that are, are listening and still on the fence, do it. I, I, I tell you, I, I, this is why I'm doing this podcast. It's not to get paid. I'm not, I don't have the, 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 the ad revenue thing. And that's not why I'm doing this. I really just want to spread some of this information to increase the number of underrepresented minorities in STEM or even in just in the professional ranks. Uh, throughout uh, any profession, really, and whoever can benefit from this information. Uh, I am also on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, reach out, comment, and if you would, leave a review on the uh, Apple. If you're listening on Apple Podcast app, please leave a review because those are definitely a way to spread the word. Again, thank you for listening.
I want to thank you for having listened to this podcast. Please know that this podcast is available on your favorite platform, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor, among others. Uh, please do me a favor and share the podcast if you found the information useful and there's somebody that you think that can benefit from it. Uh, also, reviews and comments are great. This is a social media platform, right? So the only way things kind of move in social media is through likes and through shares and through organic growth uh, within the uh, respective platform. I could, of course, sit there and uh, pay some money, I suppose, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. Uh, this is really done out of the uh, 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 my desire to share the information and not to make uh, money. So um, I don't have right the ad revenue being generated or whatnot. So that's not what I'm trying to accomplish here. It's really about helping you uh, learn from the mistakes of others, learn from the experiences, learn from different examples, and quite frankly, to share so that you yourself can be in a better position to accomplish things uh, than I was. Again, thanks for listening.